Today's episode of Dipping Milk and Cookies is brought to you by A Gentleman's Outlook. Dipping Milk and Cookies, the podcast where two best buds try to figure out this thing we call life using friends, guests, and microphones. Guys, come one, come all. I am your host, Garrett the Cookie Commander Smith. And this week, guys, we're going to be doing things a little unorthodox due to some scheduling conflicts and me not being able to improvise fast enough on my feet. We're going to be rocking this one solo edition. All right. It's just going to be me this week. So it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, but hopefully if everything goes right, it'll be a little bit more connected with the listeners. So uh, so I appreciate you guys. If you're going to listen to this episode, if you stick around, much appreciated. Going to do my best to make this as entertaining as I possibly can. Not going to lie, I've never done one of these things by myself. So we'll see what fucking happens. Uh, but with that being said, let's have some fun. Let's jump right into it. Uh, would you rather always get the wrong coffee order or never get coffee at all. Now, me personally, I just, as of recently, started drinking a little bit more coffee just because I'm trying to get my weight right. So I'm trying to get my, you know, back on my fasting schedule. And, you know, when you're when you're fasting, the only thing you can have outside of your window is water and black coffee. So I have been flocking, uh, flocking to the coffee as of late. But with that being said, I mean getting the wrong coffee order or never getting coffee at all. I got to sh- I got to take my chances. I got to I got to say wrong coffee order, you know? Cuz uh coffee's coffee. Okay? I mean, yeah, fra- granted there are, you know, the mocha cappuccino, frappuccino, all these crazy crazy sugar bombs, which is bananas to me. If you're going to drink coffee, like I want to taste the coffee, not just sugar and milk. But to each their own, everybody, you know, whatever floats your own boat. Um but yeah, I, I would much rather get the wrong coffee order than never be able to order coffee at all. Because again, it's kind of imperative right now with what I'm trying to do. So I'll uh, I'll roll the dice on that one. Uh, let's see here, Candy, Candy Ann Heck. She said, "I hate wasting money, but the wrong coffee doesn't mean uh, doesn't always mean it's going to be bad coffee. So I'll take my chances." Exactly, Candy. I totally <laughs> with the gif I the, the Michael Scott gif I posted there. I totally agree with you. Again, I'd rather roll the dice on getting uh the wrong order than not getting coffee whatsoever so uh let's see here moving along would you rather punch a hornet's nest or a sleeping bear now this one for me i okay secret time i'm deathly allergic to bees uh so i mean granted you probably have a better chance of just fucking giving that nest a haymaker and just sprinting like all hell and getting away fine but at the same time you, you throw that haymaker and you trip on your shoelace or something those bees are gonna fuck you up and that would mean like certain death for me so with that being said i gotta take my chances with that bear you know the bear and especially if it's a sleeping bear i feel like you have a way better chance of getting away because yeah you rock that bear the bears nine times out of ten barely gonna feel it i <laughs> see what i did there uh it, it's probably not gonna feel it all that much um and even if it does it's a fucking bear it takes a minute for those things to get up and granted yes i know in full stride that fucker could probably chase me down 
I know it can climb trees and everything, but uh, but I feel like I'd I feel like I'd have a better chance <laughs> just because. Sure, if that bear gets a hold of you nine times out of ten, he's gonna rip you to fucking shreds. But uh, I'll roll my dice. I'll roll those dice <laughs> again. So I'll roll the dice with these questions. I think today, uh, Candy again. She just posted a gif of a dude in a beekeeper suit. Uh, I did not specify whether or not you could wear a beekeeper suit because if you could, then I'm definitely punching that hornet's nest because beekeeper suits are the shit and you can't get stung with those. So I'm sure. Well, actually, I'm sure you could, but probably very unlikely um but yeah again did not specify candy but uh, i'll allow it i'll allow it um let's see here would you uh would you rather work cleaning bar bathrooms or first year student housing bathrooms now this one <laughs> this one definitely is a double-edged sword okay because like we're all adults we've uh We've been to our fair share of bar bathrooms. Uh, I don't know about as far as like schooling goes and college and first year student housing. I've been into those buildings before. I've never I've never lived in one of those buildings before, but I've been in those buildings before. And sometimes those can look like a fucking nuclear bomb went off in the bathroom. That's no doubt. Uh, but again, it's a it's a it's a fucked up situation either way around <laughs> if you really think about it. Because I mean, bar bathrooms. Granted, no, I I have to go first year student housing for sure, (laughs) for sure. I've seen some vile, like just ridiculously disgusting shit in some bar bathrooms. And especially with like touring and playing different cities and being in different bars. And like, again, I've seen some fucking like I feel like sometimes you have to have like a goddamn hazmat suit to walk into these bathrooms because it's like there's shit on the toilet seat, like literal turds on the toilet seat there's puke underneath the toilet like just disgusting like i don't care how how bad i have to shit like i'll wait i'll go shit outside if i have to like there's no fucking way i'm putting anywhere any of my exposed skin on anything in that bathroom because no uh, nope no thank you but again on the other side of that coin that first year student housing I mean, there's a whole lot of shit that can come with that because, I mean, you got to keep in mind these are all youngins, you know, just trying to figure out how to be a fucking adult. And, uh, and yeah, some of those situations in the bathroom can be a little suspect. A lot of, I would imagine a lot of clogged toilets. That would be my big thing. That would be my big guess as to what kind of dealing or what kind of cleaning you're going to have to do uh, inside a first-year student housing building because, again, you know, kids they don't first off their children they're toddlers they just got their fucking brains not that long ago so they're still trying to figure the shit out and a lot of them nowadays are just fucking dumb don't know what the hell to do nowadays in situations like a clogged toilet they just kind of oops i clogged it and they fucking flee they run away uh so that would be the annoying thing i think that would just be the thing that you'd have to deal with the most is the annoyance of the first year student housing just like really Again, guys, like how many times we have to tell you your dude wipes do not flush down these toilets. So stop using them in these goddamn toilets. Uh, that's that. I feel like that would be the big thing with the first year student housing bathroom bathroom. But uh, but yeah, again, just with my own track history and my own experiences being in countless bar bathrooms. Uh, no, thanks. Going to be a hard pass on the bar bathrooms. Clean up detail uh let's see here Ooh, oh this is a good one would you rather oh god damn 
makes me fucking want to gag just thinking about it. Would you rather eat old sushi or drink expired milk? Now, <laughs> first off, I'm not a fan of sushi, okay? Like, I, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, Oh, but Garrett, why do you like sushi? Because sushi is fucking gross. It's raw fish. And like, yeah, sure, it's fish that you technically can eat raw. But I have heard so many stories, so many goddamn stories of people that love sushi eating bad sushi. And I'm not talking about old sushi, but just bad sushi. And hearing the fucking stories that they tell me about how it just rips their guts apart. Like, ugh. No thanks. I'm going to I'm going to pass on that. However, on the again on the other side of this fucking coin, drinking expired milk. I have a very traumatic experience uh consuming expired milk cuz I did do it. Uh thanks dad. Uh when I was about I don't know, 10, maybe 9, 9, 10, something like that, somewhere in there. Just trying to eat my fucking breakfast beer, my breakfast bowl of cereal and uh the old man gave me <laughs> he gave me a bowl of cereal with uh with expired milk. And like that's the thing, people like the the expiration date on the on the jug. Like it's not an actual expiration date. It's it's called a Best Buy date. Okay, there's a big misconception. A lot of people just think that that date is the day that goes bad. It's spoiled. Don't touch it. Granted, again, with my experience, I am one of those fucking people. <laughs> if it's anywhere near the expiration date or the the Best Buy date, I I don't want to touch it. I'm good on that shit. Um. But yeah, you can usually you can usually drink the milk uh, two or three, maybe even four days. Uh, you know, and depending on how bold you feel and how steel cut your fucking guts are, uh, you know, you can you can really uh, what's the word? You can gamble, I guess. You can gamble on that, but like you don't have to throw it away immediately. Uh, but yeah, my dad he gave me a bowl of cereal. I remember it like it was fucking yesterday. A bowl of Fruit Loops. Uh, gave me a bowl of Fruit Loops with some fucking expired milk that must have been like expired, expired. And me being the little nine, ten year old fucking shithead that I was, I had no idea. I was just like, hell yeah, cereal time cartoons, let's fucking do it. And I maxed that bowl of cereal out. And I think that probably didn't help either is the fact that I ate it so fucking fast. That's always been one of my problems. I eat so fast. People always say that to me, just like, Garrett, did, did you even taste any of that? And it's just like, yeah, absolutely I did as it went right down my throat. Yeah, uh-huh, 100%. I like to eat. What can I say? Um... But yeah, no, I, I ate that bowl of cereal so goddamn fast, and then it was literally, I mean, 15, maybe 20 minutes later, like, I started feeling so goddamn gross, and I remember it, it was so funny, <laughs> now that I think about it, son of a bitch, because <laughs> like, I was sitting in the living room, on the living room couch, and my dad was in the kitchen doing his his, uh, his dealings and everything with his mason masonry con or, uh, company, and like... You know, you're you're a kid. You don't know when you're really going to throw up. As an adult, now you know. Your face flushes up. Mouth starts watering. You got that fucking feeling in the back of your throat. Like, yeah, I'm about to yak. But as a kid, you don't really pick up on those on those cues. So uh, I'm, I'm sitting on the couch, and, like, I start feeling really gross really fast. And I'm like, I start to panic. So I'm like, Dad, 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 come here. I don't feel good. And, like, he was annoyed because he was busy doing his fucking job. <laughs> He gets up and he comes into the living room, literally as he crosses the threshold from the kitchen to the living room. I'm like, Dad! He's just like, what the hell? And I, you guys, I, I don't know if you've ever seen The Exorcist, but when I talk about projectile vomit, I'm talking like a fucking Italian fountain. Like, I, I spewed everything back up in a very dramatic way. And I didn't try to. It was just my body reaction. 
my body's reaction. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it was so funny because he walked in the door, um, like literally as the vomit was coming out of my mouth and, uh, and yeah, to, to say the least, he was none too happy about that. Uh, but I do remember him coming to the realization that he did, like, he realized that it was spo- uh, spoiled milk and like, he felt bad. He appropriately did feel guilty. I should fucking hope so. Uh, but yeah, because obviously he was, he was just, my dad was a super, super busy guy. When he ran that Mason company, like the guy never stopped. It was from fucking four thirty in the morning until like seven o'clock at night, every goddamn day, every weekend. Like the guy was always working. He always had a thousand parts moving. So he never, he never really had time to slow down to like really pay attention to, to, to the, to the minor details. And yeah, the, the the expired milk got past him that day, and uh, it was at my expense for sure. Because oh my god, oh my god, people, I, whew. <coughs> excuse me, everybody's got those stories, everybody's got those experiences with, <laughs> with like the fucking the craziest puking, and it, yeah, no no fun, no bueno. Sorry, Chris. I know <laughs> Chris, our drummer from Reflection. He was just on the other week. Uh, he'd gotten food poisoning last week and he's telling me the story about how he got home and just like immediately same thing Malsar water and face got hot just like oh fuck me is this happening yep it's happening and he said he was throwing up all goddamn night <laughs> the next day I meet him at the bar ironically enough I meet him at the bar for a beer and dinner <laughs> and he's just like bro my rib cage still fucking kills just from the, the act of retching and it's just like oh buddy I'm sorry. <laughs> that sucks. Well, what'd you learn? Don't eat Qdoba anymore. There you go, people. Lesson of the day. All right. Uh, Liz Kreshbach, she said, I'm nauseous just thinking about it, but after weighing my options, I'm going to take the expired milk. It's no worse than some French cheeses I've had. And I can attest to that. Liz, you do go pretty crazy, pretty hard in the paint with the uh, the fancy, the stinky cheese. Um, I, and don't get me wrong. I am very much uh, an advocate of of cheese i love cheese. who the fuck doesn't love cheese it's just crazy to think about um but yeah i I have to take the expired milk just because like i know what's gonna happen and i can handle it the the old sushi again i just can't do sushi it's just like i'm a very um texture driven kind of eater and there's just something about crunchy and mushy that just just does not feel right but then again depending on how fucking expired that milk is that shit might be crunchy and mushy too so (laughs) um rose segovia she said i'd have a shot of milk now this is in the other part just like the um what was that other question uh the fucking i don't know i can't remember um a shot of milk oh the beekeepers the beekeeper suit yeah so like i didn't specify it would be a shot of milk rose uh it could be a glass of milk could be a shot could be a you know bowl of fucking fruit loops who knows but uh, either way around it, I think you're making the right choice as well. The expired milk, you know, cause who knows? It might not be that expired and you might dodge a bullet. You know, you got some Teflon guts. You might be all right. Uh, but yeah, uh, fuck sushi. <laughs> um, let's see here. Would you rather be born 100 years in the past or 100 years in the future? Now, I find this question to be particularly, particularly uh, interesting just because like we can see <clears throat> we can see where the country's and what the world's been doing and i'll just say for the last 10 years okay we'll just keep this modest just for the last 10 years the the uh, the trajectory of humanity as a whole has been going in a really lopsided direction in my opinion 
and I'm not here to, to preach my, my politics or anything of the sort, but I, I lose faith. I lose faith in humanity just a little bit more every single goddamn day. Uh, sure. Could it be where I live? Yeah, absolutely. I know if I relocated out of the fucking hood, uh, that might, that might change my opinion a little bit. However, just on a day-to-day basis, just with talking to people, like, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened. I really don't. I'm really curious. And that's why that kind of brings me back to like my answer. I would almost rather go back a hundred years just because I know what's coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. It's 2022 right now. So if we go back to 1922, I mean, we'd be fucking partying. We're right in the middle of the raging twenties, like juke joints and fucking and, and, uh, speakeasies and all that sort of shit. Like that just looks like so much goddamn fun. I've always said it. I've always wanted to go go to a time when you know everybody wore fucking suits everybody wore suits all the ladies wore nice dresses uh you go to the fucking bar you go to the the speakeasy there's a like an actual fucking full band like orchestra basically playing these songs and uh it just looks like a blasty blast however we all know what happened in 29 and that (laughs) that definitely doesn't look like too much fun same with 44 or 43 44 45 when world war ii fucking happened jumped off that doesn't look like too much fun either however uh again i know what's coming i know what's happening uh i think i'd be a little bit more prepared for it now we flip that coin over and we go 100 years in the future sure technology will probably be fucking dope i mean i'm always i'm a big sucker for technology i know they always say oh the more technology you have the easier it is for them to track you and survey uh, or surveil uh, like put you under surveillance when i don't give a fuck i'm not trying to fucking blow anything up i'm not doing anything illegal you want to fucking see what i'm looking at to jerk off whatever that's on you that's your prerogative you fucking weirdo uh but at the same time again just watching how progressively horrific humanity is becoming i mean don't get me wrong there's still some diamonds in the rough there are some gems out there still no doubt about it and when i come across those people it's it's such a breath of fresh air but uh but it's becoming few and far between uh which is terrifying uh frankly Uh, but that's that's a whole nother episode (laughs) uh but to answer the question i would much rather go back 100 years in the past than uh in the future just because fuck who knows 100 years from now the fucking planet might not even be here anymore who knows you know what i'm saying like nobody knows and that's what that's what i don't like i don't like being in limbo i don't like not knowing anything or just like not having an idea of like where i'm going which direction i need to go like all that sort of shit all plays a fucking part into uh into that decision and yeah i just i couldn't i don't know it, and it kind of freaks me out it kind of freaks me out because <laughs> 100 years I, yeah it's just weird it's that's a weird question but my answer would be 100 years into the past for sure. Candy, she said, the future, of course, I'll pa- <laughs> okay, I'll pass on World War II and the Great Depression. Again, yeah, uh, we both know, you know what happened over the last 100 years. But yeah, aside from those two pretty fucking horrible, shitty situations. I, well, I mean, there's Vietnam, too. I forgot about that one. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Ah, either way. I'm still going. I'm still sticking to my guns. I'm going into the past for sure. Uh, let's see here. Brett Duffy. Brett, what's going on, buddy? I haven't talked to you in a fucking hot minute. Oh, man. What is... Uh, actually, hang on a sec here, folks. I got to do my due diligence. Do a little shout out here. Brett Duffy. 
<clears throat> Brad Duffy, old quad employer or uh, co-worker. There it is. Buffy and D, uh, BT with Bobby. Uh, sports and wrestling show. That's what it is. He co-hosts a show with his buddy, uh, BT, and they talk about um, sports and wrestling. Uh, it's a pretty good show. I've listened to it a few times. Uh, we were trying to get Mike on there because I know Mike is a way bigger sports guy than I am. Uh, but just that hasn't that hasn't happened yet. So, Brett, if you're listening, buddy, reach out to Mike again. Let's make that happen because I, uh, I think he'd be a good fit for that. Uh, but, yeah, back to the question. Brett Duffy said, the future, fuck the past. Uh, you know, again, it's... It's meant to be in the past. It's meant to be behind us. You're not supposed to look back, go back, always forward, eyes forward. Only way out is forward, no doubt. Uh, but again, with, <laughs> with the state of humanity and just the direction we've been going in in the last few years, ah, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I think I roll the dice in the past, for sure. Um... Oh, what do we got for time here? All right, we're rolling around nicely. All right, one more, one more, one more. Would you rather have a dog with a cat's personality or a cat with a dog's personality? Um, now, having owned and owning, like I have two cats right now. I've been a dog owner, a dog owner before. I've been a dog owner with cats at the same time. Um, I would definitely choose a cat with a dog's personality just because dogs <laughs> I can't imagine a dog acting like a cat you know what I mean especially if it's a big ass dog like that just doesn't make sense to me however I've met some cats and I actually have a cat right now his name's Dalton who's as big as a little dog that's for sure he's part Maine Coon I know that so he's a big fucking fella uh and sometimes he like <laughs> I'll, I'll come home just from running errands or something he'll be waiting right next to the door and as soon as I open the door he'll fucking beeline bam He'll just head straight out. Like he 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 really does like being outdoors. I feel so bad because like I live in the city now, but like when I lived in New Berlin with Radish, what's up, Nick? Um, uh, lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, I would let him out. I would let him outside all of the time, and he would just he fucking loved it. He loved that shit. I, it's just something primal about cats. They love the hunt, and like no matter how much you try to domesticate them, it all like you give them the right opportunity, the right situation, it will all come flooding back, and then you'll lose your cat, and they'll, they'll be gone, <laughs> gone to the wild. Um, but yeah, again, a dog with a cat's personality that just doesn't seem right. Like dogs are meant to be fucking derps. They're big, fucking dumb teddy bears. Uh, so yeah, I I couldn't imagine a dog with a cat's personality. That's just me personally. So I would definitely, I would definitely have to go with a cat with a dog's personality because I think that would just be more comical too, just because cats are normally, you know, they're so docile and very independent, very uh, into themselves, so to speak. <laughs> just as long as they can't see the bottom of that food bowl, you know, we're we're copacetic, we're cool, man. Just fucking, you stay in your room, I'll stay in my room. You know, if I come up, you give me a couple rubs, just a two, not three, no more, no less. Uh, otherwise I'm going to fucking gouge your eyes out. Um, yeah, again, got to go cat with a dog's personality. Cause that, that would just be fun. That'd be fun. Especially if you could get the, you know, the cat to fucking play fetch and like, actually the big thing for me is the commands. I love how well trained you can make a dog like, and sure you can train a cat, but like pfft, you're going to be at that for years before that cat will actually come like heal and sit down like that. Mm, I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen it. I synced it. But uh, but you're just you're way better off with a dog. <laughs> they they just know how to listen better, um, and I think that would be cool if you had a cat that you could uh, that you could command like that for sure. 
Uh, so yeah, again, cat with a dog's personality. I like it. Uh, let's see here. What do we got? All right, 25, 24 minutes. Right on, right on. Uh, let's take a quick sponsor break. That was the questions of the week, you guys. Uh, we'll take a quick sponsor break, and then we're going to do the six-pack just a little bit differently. Be right back. No matter your preferred style, every man has the ability to be a gentleman. A Gentleman's Outlook only uses USDA organic ingredients in their handmade soaps, beard balms, lip balms, and solid cologne. They've also taken a step further than their competitors by using an all-eco-friendly packaging with all of their products. Right now, our listeners can get 15% off their entire order with the code DMC15. Be sure to swing by a gentlemansoutlook.com to order now. Welcome to Along the Ride, the podcast made for, of, and by musicians. But no worries if you're not a musician, there's plenty of room on the bus. Join your host, well, me, Garrett, the Cookie Commander Smith, guitar player for Milwaukee metal band Reflection of Flesh, and co-host of the podcast Dipping Milk and Cookies, while I get to sit down with some of the biggest names in the underground, local, and national scene. And the coolest thing about it is this podcast will be brought to you exclusively from the road, which should provide a pretty unique insight as to life on the road as a touring musician. So guys, grab a friend, bring some beer, and let's see how crazy things can get along the ride. Alrighty, and we'll keep this rig a fucking rolling into our friendly neighborhood. This is so weird. Gary, you want to help me out? Sure, man. Six pack. All right, so how the six-pack works normally, Mike and I come in this weekly in the blind with questions either generated from the listeners or from our own noodles, but we ask each other our top six favorite of anything and everything. Seeing to it that it is just me today, what I would like to do is I'm going to ask you guys a six-pack question. I'm going to answer it myself, but what I want you guys to do, and I'll make sure I put the, uh, the question on the Facebook page, but I want you guys to go hit the comments. Let me know what your answers are, and we will uh, we'll go over them on next week's episode. But the question this week for you guys is I need everybody to give me their top six favorite podcasts. Okay, Now, obviously, as a podcaster, it's hard for me to uh, to listen to other podcasts, you know, kind of religiously, so to speak. Just because I fuck, I got enough shit on my plate right now that you know I really barely have time to actually do my own goddamn podcast, let alone to listen to other ones. However, there are some that definitely stick out in the front of my mind that just are always good go tos. Um, so at the top of that list, and I I feel like it's the podcast that really, I suppose, motivated me or inspired me enough to to really pull the trigger on starting my own podcast. I mean, because me and Mike had been talking about doing it for so long, uh, you know, it was already like in the works, but I feel like this podcast was what really pushed me over the hump. But everybody knows how much of a boner I got for Tom Segura. So I got to say your mom's house. That is probably one of the funniest podcasts on the market right now and the fact that that guy and christina p his wife have literally created a podcasting empire um with ymh studios anything and and that's the cheap shot i could just name off all their podcasts and put them on my list i won't do that but there are some really great you know podcasts under that umbrella you got your mom's house you got two bears one cave that's tom and uh fucking 
Burnt Crystals, um, Burt Kreischer. Um, you got Where My Mom's At with Christina P. You got Dr. Drew After Dark with Drew Pinsky. Um, uh, what is the other one? There's another one I feel like I'm forgetting. Either way, all of those podcasts are great. They're all entertaining. They're all really funny. It's all it's a really cool tight knit group of people that have been that have been doing all the podcasts between the, the Booth Boys and Drew and Christina and Tom and, and Bert. It's 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 good times. Uh, so yeah, your mom's house definitely number one. Number two, thank you, Liz Kressbach, by the way. Question or Queen of the Questions of the Week was the one that really turned me on to your mom's house. And it's so funny, I find it ironic that now like I'm caught up to date and now she's playing catch up and like we, it's like this complete role reversal, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, so thank you, Liz, for that. Uh, number two definitely would have to be Time Suck with Dan Cummins. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest fan of Dan Cummins' stand-up comedy. It's good. Don't don't get me wrong. It's really good, but, like, it's just not my kind of cup of tea. I'll laugh at it, but I'm not going to try to put it on first, if you know what I mean. But Time Suck, it's a, it's a comedy podcast, but it's an, also it's an informational podcast. Like, um, just, this, just this last episode, like, he's talking about uh, the Green River or the Genesee. Oh, fuck. I got to think. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, time suck podcast like i know it was a serial killer i know that's who he was talking about this last episode but he does it and he does it in such a funny way you know because it's again it's a comedian there it is arthur shawcross the genesee river killer um he does it in a, in a comical way as a stand-up comic would do which is super entertaining because it's like it makes you laugh but it also makes you think and those are two things that I love to fucking do. So uh, Time Suck with Dan Cummins. Dan Cummins, definitely recommend that one. Um, what else? There was also a podcast that I was listening to. It was just called Dictators. And uh, you, <laughs> you can think what you want. But I like I love history. I really do. I love learning about everything that we've, uh, that we've experienced, everything we've done. Because I like to try to learn from mistakes. So, like, yeah, sure. I'm not saying that I'm gonna turn into some tyrannical fucking dictator by any means but like i wouldn't mind knowing what the red flags were you know what i'm saying so uh so dictators that was also a really really good uh really good podcast um the josh potter show definitely like the josh potter show josh potter came from ymh studios but they since then have like split part ways um and now he's part of night pants uh nation which is ryan sickler's um uh, podcast network which also that's a fucking great i'm gonna throw that one on the list too uh the honeydew with ryan sickler that's a really really great podcast they're uh they're what does he say they're uh fuck highlighting the low lights there it is uh basically he just has a bunch of celebrities come on and they tell like the worst fucking stories of their lives and then they, they laugh about it which is so hard to do man because so many people are so caught in their fucking feels nowadays uh, that you get, nobody can take a joke, even if it's got to be at their own expense. They can't laugh about it. I love that shit. I like that's my favorite shit in the world because it's the it's the one thing I feel like that really helps um, digress the situation. Really helps push through it. So if if I can get it off my chest, if I can tell this story, this ridiculously embarrassing, traumatic, sad story, and then somehow laugh about it at the end, then yeah, dude, we're we're all good, man. Um, so yeah, uh, Honeydew with Ryan Sickler, the uh, the Josh Potter show. Josh Potter, Josh Potter is an acquired taste. He's just a goofy, squirrely dude, fucking Papa Roach man. Uh, 
<laughs> it's just it's a funny it's a funny show. It's more like a sports show. He talks a lot about sports, even though he doesn't call it a sports show. He talks a, an awful lot about sports, but I like sports, and he does it again from a stand-up's perspective. So it's really funny at times. Um, so we got Honeydew, Josh Potter show, um, Your Mom's House, Time Suck. Uh, I gotta go, boys. Fucking Lost in the Dark podcast. You know I gotta mention them, Burton and Aaron. Uh, over in Michigan, man, they do a, they do a podcast that basically highlights a lot of local metal, a lot of national metal, um, basically whatever tickles their fancy. Like I just saw they had a, a Scream review episode, which guys, I, if you're listening, I saw that episode. Um, or I mean, I'm sorry, I saw the movie. I saw the movie, but I, now I am going to listen to the episode because I want to see what you guys thought about it. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't impressed. It was cool. It was a good movie. It was entertaining. I love a good whodunit, but that reveal was so fucking lame, and uh, I feel like you guys are going to agree with me on that one. But uh, but yeah, it was it was still entertaining for sure. I enjoyed it. I'm a big Wes Craven fan, and like I feel like he would have been proud of that movie for sure. So uh, so yeah, cheers to those guys. But yeah, back to Lost in the Dark podcast. Um, you guys can catch them on YouTube. You can catch them on Spotify. Go like and share their page. They always show nothing but support. Uh, for dipping milk and cookies which is always always appreciated like fucking every episode they have burton always does a shout out section right in the beginning of the episode which i should probably start doing that burton you're absolutely right i should probably start doing that especially uh, in light of the fact that you always shout us out so (laughs) sorry i'm a little late to the party there bud but uh but yeah much love to those boys can't wait to see you guys again hopefully you guys come out to uh uh kalamazoo uh, in the beginning of March, when we when we make our way back through Michigan, reflection of flesh that is, uh, hopefully we can actually get to sit down a little bit more than just shake hands, give a hug, and then you know kind of go to work. Um, but yeah, definitely check out Lost in the Dark podcast. And last but not least, um, that's actually a good question. Uh, where is my phone? What was I listening to last? I used to. Uh, oh, that's it. Uh, who would win? Uh, I gotta get the co. I gotta get the host's names right, though. Hang on a second. Let me get this. Do 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 There it is. Um. So yeah, it's uh, who would win with Jesus Christ? Go back to the top with James Gads Gavzi and um, uh, fucking Ray Stacanus. Uh, Ray Stacanus came from a podcast called Knowing is Half the Podcast. It was a uh, G.I. Joe uh, rewatch kind of podcast. Him, Gina Ippolito, and um, uh, fuck, what is homeboy's name? Oh, brain fart. That's going to fuck with me now until I figure it out. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Knowing is half the podcast. Uh, I wonder if they're still going. This was a while ago that I was listening to this one. Um, of course, they don't have the fucking hosts. Gina. Ah, fucking hell. I can't remember his name. And it's so fucked up because I actually talked to the guy, too, because he was going to I was going to have him be on our podcast. Now it's going to fuck with me. I got to look this up. Hang on, guys. Uh, knowing his half the podcast. Um, Robert Clark Chan, that's his name. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm getting sidetracked. 
uh, Ray and James, they, they host this podcast called Who Would Win, where they two, they take two characters from just like any comic, any cartoon, anything of that kind of world, uh, and they, they basically present a case, each of them, at who would win like a straight-up fight between these two characters. And some of these fucking fights, are, they're so unique. Because, like, everybody has the go, like, Batman versus Superman, you know, fucking Spider-Man versus Iron Man. Like, everybody's got, like, their, their go-to battles. But, like, this is, like, like, Goku versus Santa Claus. Like, they're just, they're fucking off-the-wall combinations. You've never heard them before. Uh, and I guarantee if you ever hear them again, they're not going to be done right. So, uh, so yeah, that would definitely round out my list. Who would win with James Gadsby and uh, Ga- James Gavsey and uh, Ray Stacanus? Definitely a good one. I'd definitely give that one a shout out. Uh, uh, listen, thank you, Seagrass, for turning me on to that one. I haven't heard from Seagrass in a while, too. I hope you're doing well out there in California, buddy. Miss your face. Um, but, yeah, guys, so, again, the question of the – or not question of the week. The six-pack question was, what are your top six favorite podcasts? And, like I said, I'll make sure I put it uh, – uh, question in the Facebook page. Uh, make sure you guys go hit the comment section. And let me know what you guys think, what your favorite podcasts are, and uh, and we'll go over them next week on next week's episode. But that right there is the six pack for the week, y'all. All right, guys. Well, we are at time, and frankly, I'm rather proud of myself that I actually made it almost 40 minutes talking, rambling by myself. Hopefully, you guys found this episode slightly entertaining. I apologize again for not having the co-hosts here. You know, the Rona, even though we're all over it, it like, guys, I saw a post the other day. It's like, it's been 700 days since COVID showed up in America. Like, you've been exposed. Live your goddamn life. But at the same time, with tour coming up, like, I definitely do not need to catch that shit. So, uh, so yeah, with Mike and the family all having COVID the last uh, the last two weeks, it's just been a little difficult trying to, to, to schedule our recording sessions. However, we will get back to normal here this weekend. Me and Mike are getting together on Saturday to, uh, to, to do some recording. So, no worries there. Um, but, again, thank you guys for sticking around, for listening. Um, Make sure you guys go to Facebook.com slash Dipping Milk and Cookies. Go like, share, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz, wherever you get your podcasts. Any content, concerns, comments, rude remarks can be sent to Dipping Milk and Cookies at gmail.com or in direct messages on Facebook or Instagram. Patreon.com slash Dipping Milk and Cookies. Corey, Marcus, Mackenzie, again, you guys are the true heroes the true true heroes of the show everybody be like those three go uh go show some support literally one dollar like i'm not joking one dollar from 10 people that shit will add up over six months really fucking quickly and then i can use that to, to upgrade some stuff because we definitely do need to <laughs> we do need a little bit of an upgrade uh so yeah definitely swing by patreon uh patreon.com slash dipping milk and cookies uh what else what else what else the band the band actually yeah i do want to talk about this for a minute the band we are going on tour we are hitting the road uh february 20 february 23rd we'll be back uh the last show is on march 13th nice little stretch but on the 23rd we're in lincoln nebraska at gray's keg saloon the 24th we're in des moines iowa at lefty's live music or no we're not i'm sorry the first two shows we are not on uh, we actually pick up in Kenosha on the 25th. That's what I meant to say. So we're actually out from the 25th to the 13th. But we're in Kenosha, uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin at Hattrick's Club. It's going to be cool going back to play that one again. 
Uh, the 26th, we're in Memphis, Tennessee at High Tone. 27th, we are at Haltom City, Texas at the Haltom Theater. March 1st, we're in Austin, Texas at the Bell, at the Ballroom. The 2nd, uh, San Antonio, Texas, Fitzgerald's. The 3rd, Houston, Texas, Acadia Bar and Grill. The 4th, Tallahassee, Florida, the Warrior on the River. The 5th, Tampa, Florida, the Brass Mug. That's going to be a fucking banger. Our boys from Blood Evangels will be at that one. That And the Brass Mug evidently is... Uh, pretty big venue when it comes to metal uh historically like chris said a couple weeks ago it's not the same one it's not the original but it's pretty fucking close so that's gonna be a lot of fun i can't wait for that show i just can't wait to see those guys uh the sixth we're in melbourne florida at the rubik's the seventh we're in jacksonville florida at jack rabbits on the ninth we are in uh charlotte north carolina at the milestone club the 10th york pennsylvania west york inn the 11th, we are in Akron, Ohio at Vortex. The 12th, Kalamazoo, Michigan at Papa Pete's. Hopefully, we'll see those uh, Lost in the Dark podcast boys there. And rounding out the last day on tour, uh, we are, uh, what is that, the 13th of March. We are in New Haven, Indiana, returning back to Carl's Tavern to fucking melt some faces yet again. I love that place. It's like, you can smoke in that bar. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah gonna be a lot of fun can't wait to see you again chad always a good time to see you buddy uh but yeah make sure you guys are going to uh, facebook.com slash reflection of flesh to to see all the um the uh the show tabs so you guys can get tickets and whatnot the links will be in the event pages so make sure you guys are going and doing that hopefully we will see you in a city near you it's gonna be a big year this is just the first of uh, a lot of dates that we got on the books so uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fucking gnarly i can't wait cannot wait gotta get the hell out of dodge <laughs> uh but with that being said i think i've rambled on long enough you guys everybody be good stay safe stay healthy you know the drill wash your fucking hands that'll never change uh and yeah love you guys bye produced by the dank mob